Who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions, concerns, and needs? Ours is Hard True, the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor to bring the surface provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of World Team Tennis, Hard True has you covered. If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hard True in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. To learn more about their state-of-the-art surfaces, along with their catalog customizable on-court accessories, check out hardtrue.com or call 877-442-7878 today. That's hardtrue.com or 877-442-7878 today. Hey everybody, welcome to the Mini Break by Cracked Rackets, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. I'm your host, Jamie McDonald, Alex Gruskin, again unable to join because he is at ITA Indoor Championships hosted by Illinois. He's having a blast, so we couldn't bother him. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the action over there. It is nonstop Baylor and UNC going at it in the finals today. Going to be a ton of fun, some phenomenal tennis, and look, at the Cracked Rackets family, we're just we're just happy to be a part of it at this point. It's so much fun, and hopefully we're gaining some new fans as we go. We're here to promote college tennis, and uh, you know we're doing that across our platform. So again, check out other episodes of the Mini Break where uh, Gruskin will break down what's been going on over there. But for now, on today's episode... We're going to focus uh, on the pro side. We're going to go down under to Australia, talk about what's been going on down there because there has been some phenomenal tennis, and let's be honest, it's worth talking about. So before we hop in, I do need to give a quick shout-out. Thank you to our sponsors at MidwestSports.com. They are the ones who keep this podcast going day in, day out. They allow us to talk about tennis, and they just love promoting it. So if you need any gear, rackets, anything for the game of tennis, head over to MidwestSports.com, and I promise they will get you taken care of. So let's hop into it on this Valentine's Day. So if you caught the action, you know, hopefully you were able to at least see some of it. I don't know if you were crazy like me and stayed up way into the night to watch some of this. But regardless, we're going to run down what happened both on the side and then talk a little bit about the matches that are upcoming, what we see happening, which ones are the must-see TV, and is it going to be worth it for you to stay up till 4 a.m. watching? Look, for me, the answer is always going to be yes, but yeah, I'll let you decide for yourselves. So let's get into it on the men's side first. Let's talk about what happened. Uh, maybe the most surprising result, eh, perhaps, it really may be an opinion here, but Dominic team, the number three seed, going out in straight sets to Grigor Dimitrov. Dimitrov, the 18 seed, winning 6-4, 6-4, 6-0. I mean, I think, honestly, I'm not shocked overall that Dimitrov ends up pulling this out, but a straight set win, 6-0 in the third, I mean, you can clearly just see that he had the wheels to get this thing done, and Dominic team, he's had some grinds of matches, you know, especially that Kyrgios that went deep into the fifth set for him to get it done. 
he, he just wasn't all there physically. And, you know, in this first set, I think it really could have gone either way. Both played phenomenally. Grigor, though, just played smart, stayed calm, uh, and took his opportunities in the moment. So Dominic team, tough to see him go out here because you feel like he was one of these players who could make a really, really deep run. We've seen how dangerous he is on a hard court and when he is just able to swing freely from the baseline. But let's not forget that Grigor Dimitrov only a few years ago has had some phenomenal success at the Australian Open as well. So he, you know, he's no joke at this point in the tournament. None of these players are, but the 18th seed is moving on to the quarters. Sets up a really interesting next round. We'll get to that later, but props to props to the Bulgarian here on this one because Grigor Look, we've, we've seen a lot of things from him. He's long been talked about as one of the, the ones of the lost generation of what happened to this group of people, the Grigor, the Nishikori, the Raonic. What happened to these people? Why were they not able to excel at the top? Well, I mean, because Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer have had such a stranglehold on the game. So really happy to see somebody like Dimitrov move into the next uh, round here. Only took him two hours to do the three seed. Phenomenal stuff. Really looking forward to seeing what he can pull out in the next round. But another guy I just mentioned, let's go ahead and move on to his match. Milos Raonic, the 14 seed Canadian, taking on world number one Novak Djokovic. Raonic, look, Djokovic wasn't as heavy as a favorite in this one because of his physical state in the last round against American Taylor Fritz. So there were some question marks, absolutely. Was Raonic still the underdog? 100%. But Djokovic, people just really weren't sure where his level was at, but he answered a lot of questions in this match, right? Djokovic taking that first set in the tiebreak, 7-6. Finishing it out, 4-6, 6-1, 6-4. Gets it done in four sets. Look, I mean, for me, the, the, the story is just the fact that Djokovic is never out of anything, right? He's so resilient. He can bounce back from matches even when he does look physically drained or in some trouble with maybe a potential energy injury, excuse me. He's going to find a way to win matches, and that's just what Novak Djokovic did. And, you know, look, for me, this match could have been very different had Raonic won that first set. I think this is one of those scenarios you hear commentators talk about this sometimes. Which, ooh, who is this first set more important for? You heard it in the Dimitrov team match. They said absolutely more important for Dimitrov. Same case here for the underdog. It was really important that Raonic got that first set under his belt. Unfortunately, he didn't. Uh, he did get the second set to square things up, but Djokovic just too strong in the end in the, in the third and fourth sets, 6-1 and 6-4 respectively. He moves on and gets into the quarters for what seems like the billionth time here down under in Australia. Let's go ahead and move on to another surprising result, the qualifier, Russian Karatsev, taking on the young Canadian FAA, the 20 seed. Look, Alger Aliassim has looked really, really solid throughout this entire tournament. He's just been taking care of business, took out fellow Canadian and 11 seed Denis Shapovalov in straight sets, FAA started the campaign of this match in a very similar fashion. 6-3, 6 looked like he was cruising. The qualifier, Karatsev, just opened up, loosened up his game, and really started swinging freely. Takes the next two sets, 6-3, 6-3. Comes down to the fifth set. Karatsev is able to ride out a break and win it 6-4. Really impressive stuff. You know, you, you heard the commentators talk about this as, as well. Look, it's one thing to challenge some of these top guys and give them a really deep run. It's another thing to get over that hump and finish matches out. Karatsev has been able to do it over quality opponents. We saw him do it against Diego Schwartzman in the previous round, now against FAA. I mean, this guy is feeling it right now. Um, you know, obviously his ranking is going to jump exponentially uh, after this tournament, but already the level that we've been able to see displayed from Karatsev has just been phenomenal. So really, really good win from him. Three hours and 25 minutes to get himself into the quarters. Impressive stuff over the young Canadian. you got to be a little bit disappointed with FAA. You feel like he should have been able to close this match out, but again, 
more credit to Karatsev than I put blame on Aja Eliasim in this one. A good run for him, like I mentioned, a really good win that Shapov- over Shapovalov for FAA. But at the end of the day, FAA, look, he has so many years left in his career, obviously, but you got to have wins like this. And I think with the opportunity of how he opened up this section of the draw, he's got to be feeling pretty disappointed about not being able to reach the quarters under the circumstances. You know, he would have had to face an eight seed, instead got a qualifier, was up two sets to love, and unfortunately just not able to get across the finish line. So a bit of a bummer for him, but again, so talented, not really a red flag here, just phenomenal stuff from Karatsev. Finally, our last match, another straight set win, Alex Zverev taking out the deuce, Dusan Laovic, the 23 seed. I'm not going to lie to you. I expected this match to be a little bit closer. I know Zverev has looked very good, but if you looked at their previous head-to-heads, both were in slams and both were five-set matches. Uh, so I really thought that Dusan Laovic was going to be able to display that tennis, that sort of competition. Just wasn't able to do it. Um, Zverev takes him out 6-4, 7-6, 6-3. That second set obviously could have gone either way. The deuce had chances in that tiebreak, but ultimately Zverev, he kept the match on his racket. He did what he needed to do, um, and, and he's showing why he's so dangerous, particularly on a hard court. The six-seed Alex Verov now sets up a very interesting match, of course, in the next round as he will be taking on Novak Djokovic in the quarters for a spot in the semis. So that's going to be a fun one. We just saw them go at it not too long ago prior to the Australian Open, so really excited to see that rematch. Obviously, they know each other's games so well, but... The story here, the young German, Alex Vera, getting through. He's now got a spot for himself in the quarters, as everyone expected. Now has to take uh, take on the very, very tall task in Novak Djokovic. Regardless of if he is you know, feeling perfect physically or not, Djokovic is going to be the heavy favorite here. Uh, and look, he knows how to beat him. So this is going to be a really, really fun one. That was the action on the men's side. Let's go ahead and hop to what happened on the women's side because, man, did we have some phenomenal matches over there as well. Three of them went the distance to three sets. Only one was a straight set uh, affair. And honestly, probably the most surprising result out of these, Shea taking out the 19th seed, Vondrasova, 4-2. and two. I'm very surprised here. I think maybe it's just a matchup thing. We saw what Shea has been able to do. She barely beat Sarah I'm not expecting that much out of her um, in this battle because the way that she's able to handle pace is just so impressive. We saw it in her second round match. She took out the eight seed Bianca Andrescu, 6-3, 6-2 convincingly. You know, when I saw the next round, she barely beat Sarah Arani, 7-5 and a third. I said, okay, this run is probably coming to, I think Vondrasova has a huge edge here. And uh, it turns out I was just wrong. I think it's, like I said, I think it's a matchup thing. She's able able to redirect pace very, very well um, against these opponents who hit bigger. And again, we saw it against Andrescu in the second round. We saw it against Vondrasova. She's just good at it. I mean, one hour and eight minutes to get through and get in place herself in the quarters. I mean, that's that's just insane. So credit to her, of course, here. A little bit unexpected for me, but you know, not surprising to see an unseated player on the women's side of the draw move this deep into it at this point. Let's get into those blockbuster matches that we were all looking forward to. All three of these we called out, and all three went the distance, so they certainly did not disappoint. 
Let's start with Naomi Osaka, the three seed, taking on Garbine Muguruza, the 14 seed. And as you may mention, look, I won't uh, try to disparage myself too much here, but Muguruza was my pick to win this tournament. I, I thought she was looking so good on the hard court. She looked phenomenal in the lead up. And honestly, if you ask me, she should have won this match. She had chances to win this thing in the deep end of the third set. Ultimately, wasn't able to close it out. And if you don't close out when you have opportunities, you just can't do that against great champions like Naomi Osaka. And Naomi Osaka took advantage. She wins this 4-6-6-4-7-5 in the two-hour affair between these two. Look, honestly, I think Osaka has to be regarded as the favorite, if not one of the top couple of favorites. Ash Barty, of course, has looked really good as well. But Osaka, just so dangerous. And she proved exactly why in this match. A very, very high level of tennis and just impressive stuff. So... Fun to see the three seed move on there. Obviously, personally, a little bit, uh, I guess, disappointed for Muguruza because I really thought she was going to be able to move through. But again, here we are. Osaka gets through it and deserves to win this one. Let's move on to another three setter. American Serena Williams, the 10 seed, taking on Sabalenka, the 7 seed. Now, if you don't know, Sabalenka has been one of the hottest players on the tour. I mean, all she has done is come up with match wins over the last few months. 2020, it was really the Sabalenka story, and she continued that into 2021. So she has been in phenomenal form, just can't quite get it done in this one. Serena bringing out that experience, that veteran sort of attitude and effort on uh, on the WTA side. Look, Williams wins this thing 6-4, 2-6, 6-4. Really impressive stuff from Serena in terms of bouncing back after that second set. Sabalenka had the momentum, carried it through. I mean, both of these players are just huge power hitters from with the serve and their uh, and their ground strokes. I mean, this was a very very high level and fun match to watch. Honestly, as we were starting that third set, I thought Sabalenka had the edge, particularly because of her momentum um, coming out of that six two second set, but. I sh I, we shouldn't be surprised. The championship mentality coming out of the Serena Williams camp, getting it done 6-4 in the third. Good for her. Great to see an American moving on in the draw as well. Finally, our last match we have to talk about. Iga Sviantec, the 15 seed, the French Open champ last year, taking on the number two seed in Simona Halep. Another three-set affair here. Really, the story for me is just, you know, Sviantec played well. Halep figured out how to win, though. That's what she's done for so many years at the top of the WTA. She's figured out ways to win matches. No, she doesn't have the biggest weapons. No, there are people who can dictate, and they have the ability to really play first-strike tennis. Halep doesn't always have that, but what but she does, she does know how to win matches and how to figure things out. It's exactly what she does here. Drops the opening set 3-6. No worries at all for the two-seed veteran. 6-1, 6-4, closing this thing out over the much younger and much less experienced Iga Sviantec. A good run for her, absolutely. A good test against the two-seed Simona Halep. Uh, but ultimately, Halep just too good here and showing that experience off. So that creates some interesting things in the draw as well. Let's go ahead and talk about how that sets things up. Osaka will be playing Shea, a heavy, heavy favorite to move on for Osaka. She will be more than expected to move into the semis out of that one. And the other match it sets up, not surprising at all how many times have we seen this matchup. Serena Williams taking on Simona Halep in another big clash of styles. Again, I think similar to that Sviantec match, Williams is going to have this match on her racket. It's going to just come down to can Halep keep up? Can she adjust um, and get this done. And if Serena Williams is playing a clean brand of tennis, there might not be much that Simona Halep can do here, but we shall see. She's the two seed for a reason, um, and, and that will be a blockbuster match, no doubt about it. 
That's not going to be tonight, though. Let's talk about the matches that you will definitely want to tune into tonight. Uh, starting, well, excuse me, I, I, I do not know the exact order right now, but let's move from top to bottom on the draw. Ash Barty taking on American Shelby Rogers. Ash Barty going to be the heavy favorite here at this point. Shelby, look, she looked very good in her straight set win over the 21 seed Conteve prior to this, but Ash Barty has just looked rock solid, taking out the Alexandrova two and four before this. She's got, she's very comfortable. She, Obviously, this is her home country. Look, she doesn't have that big crowd behind her. However, you know, she's still feeling comfortable down here. Got to be a heavy favorite moving into this one. Let's go down one more match. Elise Mertens, the 18 seed, who is coming off of an absolutely phenomenal win, 2-1 and one over Belinda Bencic, is taking on Mukova, the 25 seed. This is a really tough match to call. I think I have to give the edge to Mertens just because of the form that we've seen her in. She's been able to play tennis consistently. Mertens was kind of one of those other names along with Sabalenka when you talk about who was best in 2020. So I think I have to give the edge to her in this one. But Mukova obviously feeling very good, take out, taking out the six seed Pliskova 5-5 five and five prior to this match to set up um, the one against Mertens. I don't know here, but I'm leaning Mertens if I had to pick either way. Let's continue moving down. A couple more matches for tonight. The 28 seed, Donna Vekic, taking on Jen Brady, the 22 seed. I think at this point you have to be leaning to, toward the Jen Brady camp at this point. Look, it's a hard court, and she's looked so good. Won that last match, 1-3. Yes, Vekic has done a phenomenal job of scrapping through matches. She took out Kanepi, 5-7, 7-6, 6-4. But Jen Brady, going to be fresher, going to be able to dictate play. You know, Unless something catastrophic happens and she's just missing balls from the ground left and right, I, I just don't see much of a path for victory for Donna Vekic, the 28 seed. Finally, we've got American Jess Pagula taking on Alina Svitolina in the five seed. Ooh, this is a tough one, too. Pagula having a great tournament thus far. Took out Kiki Mladenovic 2-1 in the previous round. She opened her Australian Open by taking out uh, Vika Azarenka, someone that we had talked about as a contender for this title. She has just looked so good, but she has an incredibly tall task in Alina Svitolina. Svitolina has been moving through this draw, but man, it has not been an e it's been kind of a gauntlet, and she's made it look easier look easier than it has been. Buskova in the first round, straight sets. Uh, Coco Goff in the second, straight sets. Putin Seva in the third round, straight sets, 6-4-6-0. And now here we are in the fourth to, to maybe get a spot in the quarter. So Alina Svitolina has looked very good, is going to obviously pose a very, very tall task for American Jess Pegula. But at this point, if you're Pegula, you got to have so much confidence. You do not have the pressure here at all. You've been able to come up with big wins thus far. You know, maybe it doesn't stop here. So those are the matches on the women's side for tonight. Going to be a lot of fun ones. Hope you get a chance to stay up and watch them. Let's move to the men's side because there's also some fun stuff to watch over here. Again, we'll move top to bottom. Let's go starting at the top. Andre Rublev, the seven seed, taking on the 24 seed Casper Ruud. You might have gotten a, uh, a taste of this on yesterday's pod with me and Matt Stokowiak, but Rublev going to be a very, very heavy favorite here. Casper Ruud, of course, we know what he can do from the ground. A grinder, especially on the clay courts, uh, slower court is where he's really comfortable. Man, Rublev is not going to give him that comfort. He's going to swing big. He's going to dictate play. And again, a similar sort of situation here. Unless Rublev is really off and just spraying balls, it's going to be hard for Kasper Ruud to get some traction in this match. So I expect the Russian to move through fairly comfortably here. Uh, let's move down to another Russian taking on Mackie McDonald, the American. Daniil Medvedev the number four seed. Again, talk about a heavy favorite. He is certainly going to be that in this one. It's going to be a really tough matchup for Mackie because 
Medvedev can do it all. That's what makes him such a tricky matchup against almost every opponent. He can play the offense when he needs to. He can grind from the back when he needs to. He can be very creative with different shots you're not expecting to see. He's just tough all the way around. So Mackey's going to have to play very, very crisp tennis. We saw it in the previous round, but uh, you know, in winning straight sets over Harris. But this is a whole new caliber of opponent in Daniil Medvedev. I, I think the only silver lining for Mackey here is that Medvedev is fresh off of a five-setter. Uh, but with the stamina and athleticism that we've seen from Medvedev, that professional level, it, I expect him to be fairly fresh in this match and comfortable. So a very tough one here. Both Russians certainly favorites to move on and place a spot in the quarters for themselves. Last two matches for tonight. Stefano Tsitsipas taking on the Italian Matteo Berrettini. Berrettini coming off that straight set impressive win over Karen Hatchinov, another Russian. This is going to be a fun match, folks. This is going to be really, really fun. Both of these players possess big weapons, whether it be the ground strokes, the serve. Both of them have huge serves that they're able to whip out. Berrettini probably has the bigger weaponry, I would say, in this match. But Sitsipas just rock solid and knows how to win these matches. Um, I don't know which way I'm leaning on this one. I, I think Sitsipas is probably going to be favored slightly. You know, he's been tested a little bit less, especially in that last round. 6-4, 6-1, He's looked so good. Berrettini, though, that's a clean win over Karen Hatchinov in the previous round. I, I honestly think it's going to come down to who serves better because we know both of these guys are going, usually are able to hold with relative ease, especially a guy like Matteo Berrettini. When he's bombing first serves down on you, it's, it's hard to do much. It's going to be a very, very interesting match. These players are going to have to get creative, come to that, and put pressure on one another. I'm I'm leaning Sitsipas. I think he's got to be favored, but would not surprise me at all if Berrettini wins this thing. I'll be very shocked either way if this thing is a straight set win. So for sure, be on the lookout for this match. Finally, last but certainly not least, the number two seed Rafael Nadal is taking on Fabio Fognini, the 16 seed. Fognini, I think everybody's a little bit surprised uh, that he's here right now. Uh, again, no disrespect. We've seen how he can be in these majors, but he was going up against Alex Damanauer, the Aussie who had looked rock solid, and Fognini just dismantled him in straight sets, 6-4, 6-3, 6-4, making it look relatively routine. Look, Fognini is a guy you never know what you're going to get. Sure, on some days it might not be the prettiest tennis, and you know he might be dramatic and yelling, but man, when he's locked in, this guy is one of the most dangerous players on tour. We saw him come back from two sets to love down at the U.S. Open not long ago against Rafael Nadal and take him out. So if anybody has the ability to beat someone like a Nadal, even though he's looked so solid, it's Fabio Fognini. This guy knows how to win. So absolutely going to be a fun one to watch here. You got to feel like Nadal, a heavy favorite, but you know he's not looking forward to, to, to playing Fabio in this match. He knows what Fognini is capable of if he's mentally locked in. So whew, it's going to be a grind. A lot of matches on the slate for today, so if you are able to, it's absolutely going to be worth it. Stay up and watch some of these matches because we've got some great tennis coming for you down under. That's it for today, folks. Thank you again for tuning in. If you haven't, as I mentioned before, be sure to go check out that college tennis happening at Illinois, the ITA indoors, so much fun to watch these young players. Uh, it's just a ton of fun. The team atmosphere, not always something that you get 
in the professional side. It's a unique space, college tennis is. So please follow along and check that out because we know Alex Gruskin and the team is just having so much fun. Again, thank you for tuning in today. I have to give a shout out to our super producer, Daniel Westhoff. As always, he is cranking these things out. And let's be honest, we wouldn't be here without him. So thank you to Daniel. Thank you to our sponsors, Midwest Sports. And that's a break, folks. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.